0: Hello, I'm Dan Rowden and this is episode two of Mag Heroes, a new audio show all about magazines and the people who make them. Just a quick note before we begin to mention that I'm opening up a sponsor slot on future Mag Heroes episodes for those of you wanting to promote your magazine, new issue, product or company. If you're interested, you can find more details at magheroes.net slash sponsor. As this is the first time I've announced Mag Heroes sponsorships and there is no sponsor for this episode, I'm going to take the liberty of promoting my own project here goes. This episode is sponsored by Magli, a unique new website platform that helps you stop spending so much time setting up and managing your magazine's website. Magli provides magazine specific pages like an issue and features archive and a stockist list as well as a blog and any number of custom pages. With a Magli site there is no customization needed to make it work for your magazine's information nor plugins to fight with and every Magli site is fully hosted so there is no need to search for and manage a hosting plan. It's really quick and very easy, and all this for just £8 a month. Have a site running in only a few clicks, and it's completely free to try. You can build a complete website, then only pay when it's ready to go live. Visit magli.com, and if you sign up and start your plan before January 31st, use the code MH1213, and you will get your first three months free. That's magli.com. Okay, my guest today is the editor-in-chief of The Outpost, Ibrahim Nermi. Built as a magazine of possibilities, The Outpost is based in Lebanon, and Ibrahim uh, has just released Issue 3, entitled The Possibility of Getting Lost. Hi Ibrahim, how's it going? Hi Dan, <clears throat> thanks for having me on your show. No problem. Um, I've been a fan of your magazine for a while now, <laughs> uh, so I'm very happy that you were willing to come on. Um, I, haven't, a- I haven't actually received my copy, as, you, as I told you just before the show started. Uh, one yeah. of the bad things about post
1: in this region. Um, well, unfortunately, we work with a distributor, um, a very slow distributor, so it takes sometimes up to twenty working days to get to, to get to you. Right. Uh, yeah, I have no idea when you sent it, but um, I guess it will arrive at some point.
0: Hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully next before week. All the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's start with your background. Um, you're from Lebanon, but how did you get into
1: creating a magazine? Indeed, I am from Lebanon. Um, I studied marketing. And then when I was doing my studies, I started writing for um, a trade magazine in Beirut, uh, which, which is when I was sucked into this world of journalism and print media. And I fell in love with it. Um, so I graduated and I kept on writing for different, uh, for different magazines. Um, and worked in, in advertising agencies and the like uh, until I decided one day that I wanted to create my own. So I, it's actually my first editing editing job. I use I'm trained as a writer and as a journalist, but I haven't edited any magazine before. Right, and and you jumped straight fr- into
0: editing. You hadn't you didn't really think about it. <laughs> you just <laughs> went for it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's quite common with a lot of magazines, like independent magazines, people yeah. don't, they don't really think about the role that they're going to take up, they just kind of get on and do it. I think that's that's something great about the the industry is that people can just do kind of whatever they like and it works.
1: Yeah, especially now with all these magazines coming, uh, coming out and the model, uh, you feel that the model, the traditional print model is changing. Um, so yeah, there's uh, there's room to break uh, break many rules. Right. Um, yeah. So
0: just uh, can you just introduce the outpost a little bit, just to give a, a, a little bit of a background to people
1: who haven't heard about it. So basically, the outpost is a magazine of possibilities in the Arab world. It's published out of Beirut uh, every three months, and uh, our objective is to shake things up in the arab region so we have a we have some sort of an activist agenda in a way although we don't label ourselves as such um so our mission basically is to help ignite a renaissance a social renaissance in the region uh through inspiring our readers to explore possibilities which is why uh it's called a magazine of possibilities right um that's Yeah, that's basically the the, the idea in a nutshell. And then we cover pretty much everything. Uh, Our stories, our issues are are thematic, which means uh, we take a theme and then we dissect it across our three sections, which themselves are different states of possibilities, uh, as opposed to being, uh, you know, like a usual art section or design section or business section or whatnot.
0: Right, yeah, I, I love the three sections you have. So you have First, what's happening, and then what's not happening, and then what could happen. Correct. So um, yeah, it's a it's a really nice flow through the magazine. I find that you, mm. yeah, it's kind of you see what things are going on, um, and then you, you kind of explore how things are broken or uh, yeah, things aren't going well. But then at the end, it's kind of like, well, this is what it should be doing, or this is how people should be yeah,
1: moving yeah. forward. Uh, I think providing a roadmap. Uh right. that's that's how I'd like to think about it. Uh the the last section actually it's one of one of my favorite because uh, you really can go all creative when it comes to uh, uh proposing solutions or imagining the future.
0: Yeah. Um
1: did you so you mentioned I mean this is the
0: quote you yeah you on the MacPaw page. Um you are trying to ignite a social cultural renaissance in the Arab world um was this idea something that uh, kind of happened slowly or uh, is it um is it something that did something happen that made you think oh i need to cover this in a magazine form um,
1: well i think uh movements can start with the uh, printed word uh, and i believe the pr- print as a medium has this powerful uh, capability of capturing the energies and tensions of a particular uh, time. Uh, And when we started thinking about the outpost at the time, the revolutions were going on in the region and the sense of possibility was really high. Um, So we felt like riding on the waves of change that were sweeping across the region, across the Arab world. Um, and using the using our print outlet as a medium to push to help this change to help push forward this change, uh, which is why we wanted we wanted for it to have this um, this 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 role in the in the in the very societies uh, it, it 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 reaches basically. Um, do you find that? What what
0: you're trying to achieve is working. Can you see like uh, like benefits? It's still,
1: or? I think I think it's still early to judge. We're it's been a year in print, and uh, we're getting a lot of good feedback. But I think it's gonna. It it needs a critical mass for it to achieve or for it to become a movement. Uh, and this needs time. I think uh, still a lot of people in the Arab world haven't heard of it um yeah i i think it needs it needs some time like we launched the tear down the wall" campaign a few months ago i don't know if you've heard of it
0: yeah i've seen some stuff
1: about yeah, it, yeah basically it was meant to uh trigger thought about the different obstacles and the different challenges that stand between the arab youth and their possibilities um we were hoping for it to go viral, and we channeled all the campaign into uh, our, our, our new issue, which we launched two weeks ago. so we're yet to, we are yet to see how this is going to uh, develop. We are still pretty much testing things out right. uh, but in terms of in terms of saying that we have created a movement we're far from uh, we're not there yet right um, so
0: as a kind of outsider of I mean I live in the region but um that your like mission doesn't really affect me personally maybe maybe but um do you it's kind of hard to judge how the yeah like the Arab youth are taking the magazine because all I see on that post is maybe on on Magpile or on Pinterest and it's not really I mean it's great that the magazine's there but it, I guess it, that's not really why
1: you're making the magazine um it I mean well yeah. uh well yeah we, we are getting actually a lot of interest from Europe or from non-Arab uh, non-Arab right. leaders. Yeah. uh which is interesting because that wasn't uh, initially our objective but we feel that uh, as we as um, as we went into our first year uh people started appreciating like outsiders or non-Arabs that you started appreciating the kind of content we're publishing because I think it's a different take on the Arab world that you would you can get from uh, mainstream media outlets.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I definitely say it's it's kind of it's yeah, it's a lovely magazine to read and see these stories that you wouldn't see covered elsewhere yeah. and in a way that you wouldn't see covered in the region. Um, and maybe that's why it appeals to the yeah your not your target audience, but maybe perhaps. Yeah, but it's great to see it yeah, being covered and reviewed and bought, like in uh, all around the world, basically. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's nice to see your orders coming through
1: the Magpap store and just seeing what countries it goes to. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, it's great. Yeah. And even coverage, like we've been covered by Western media much more than we have uh, been covered by uh, by Arab media. Okay,
0: so is Which, that something
1: you'd want to change in the future? Hopefully, like, I'd like, uh, I'd like for the, I don't know what the problem is, but I think maybe we don't have, I'm starting to feel that our, we're getting more exposure in the West than we are here. Um, and I really don't know why. So yeah, I definitely like to see us expand our base here and our home base basically. Right. Do you think, um
0: your exposure in the West is down to like social media and maybe channels that aren't as popular or as visible in the Middle East, or is it, is it because your content is maybe more, maybe cause it's so different in the West that it's, it's more
1: appealing to buy a like more exotic magazine. Um, I think there's a, there's a, there's a magazine community in the West that sort of appreciates the kind of stuff we're doing. Um, uh, and in a way, it feels that they have adopted uh, a- adopted the magazine in a way, and they're talking about it and writing posts, and uh, you know they're spreading the word about it. Uh, which I feel in this part of the world, this this kind of community is still uh, not really formed. If you get what I said, yeah. if you get what I mean,
0: yeah, I think yeah the uh, the in independent publishing in the Middle East I mean there's there's your big ones like uh, Brown Book for example yeah. or The Carton which is, I guess is based in London half at least
1: no it? no 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 Is it,
0: <laughs> is cri- it in Lebanon cart- as well?
1: The Carton is based in Beirut okay. now what happened actually because I was with the, was one of their editors uh, a few days ago here in Dubai okay uh, they moved to Dubai but they still but they still so now they're living in Dubai but they still print uh, Beirut okay because wasn't should,
0: uh, yeah wasn't she living in london for a bit no she travels
1: right. often to london because i think uh, she works in, uh, she has side projects in london okay but yeah she's based in the middle east okay that's good
0: okay. okay and then it's like we are here and uh yeah,
1: they just launched their new issue yeah yes.
0: i'm waiting for that as well <laughs> <laughs>
1: um
0: and then one of yeah, a nice surprise that I found one day is well,
1: Wattad or WTD. True. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's a nice ma- magazine. It's an architecture magazine. Uh, and then there's uh, actually one of my favorite is a new uh, publishing, not really new, they've been here for one year. It's a publishing practice based out of Dubai. It's called The State. Have you heard of it? Yes, they're on pile. Yeah, they're really good. Um, but yeah, Brown Book is the, it's the monster. They control the, they, they <laughs> not necessarily control the market, but they've been here for, um, for such a long time. They have the money, they have the mm-hmm. manpower and they have the resources to sustain, uh, such a huge operation, which most of the other independent magazines from this part of the world, unfortunately do, do not have or do not have access to. Right,
0: right. So, the, yeah, so this is something I wanted to bring up with you is that, um, Brown Book, even a little bit, like, uh, aesthetically mirrors mag- uh, Monocle. True. Um, but also, yeah, and their they're like, they're coverage, they're like, they have a, a huge, like, coverage area, and they do big brand collaborations, and, yeah, I mean, so they're quite similar in, in that way. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you share that view as a it, publisher it, in the region as well, that they're, like... It.
1: Uh, even beyond print, if you fee- if you if you see what they're doing uh, b- beyond the realm of print, with all their collaborations, and uh, now they're opening cafes and magazine shops, and it feels that they're adopting the uh, the same uh, the same model uh, the same model of Monaco. Right. Um. Do you find
0: is is this a good thing for the region to have a, like a big player like that? Or did did you find that you said that they're um, what what was the word you went?
1: You said I can't remember now, but um, uh, uh, no, like yes, the monster was, that was it? <laughs> no, no, it was a monster. Uh, like I was joking, but uh, okay. I know the guys and think they're they're doing a, uh, they're doing a good job in terms of proving uh, to this part of uh, the world at least that uh, print is still is uh, still going strong. Okay, uh, that's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, And they're expanding, which is good. Uh,
0: Do you you think there's room enough beneath them for other people to come through, like the outpost
1: maybe? Yes, of course, because there are so many uh, untapped subject areas. Right. Uh, So basically Brandbook is strictly focused on arts and culture in the Middle East. So it's more of a lifestyle brand. And being being Emirati, an Emirati brand, they can't really... uh, uh, they can't really step beyond uh, beyond that because they face censorship issues and whatnot. Okay. Yeah. So. Mm. Okay. Um, well, let's go back to the outpost. Um, your
0: role as editor in chief. Um, what what does that entail on a issue basis? Like, how does it, how do you work through that <sighs> concept?
1: <Wow>. <laughs> 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 well. <laughs> I actually do many things besides being uh besides being the the editor so I also have to juggle with distribution and advertising and accounting and all the <laughs> many other tedious uh tedious tasks but yeah as editor I um I basically um set the uh, the overall editorial uh, agenda which entails Coming up with the themes of each issue since the since our issues are thematic, and then uh, trying to translate that to our to our cover story, and um, then breaking it down across ge- geographically and uh, uh, and uh, topically, if you may. Uh, because we cover the entire Arab region, and for the longest time we've been accused of being a Lebanese magazine, because we're based there, and it's easiest for us to get stories from there. Right. And now we're tra- trying to create a geographic balance whereby we're trying as much as possible to cover the entire region. Um, so so yeah, it's actually a very uh, a very long process, especially when trying to... Translate the theme into the opener, which is the section of the magazine, the, the first section of the magazine uh, that basically dissects uh, the, uh, dissects the cover story and proposes a framework for the issue. Um, so yeah, and then we start commissioning uh, commissioning stories or receiving pitches from writers, uh, and after that we start editing and commissioning photographers or information designers or information architects to bring the stories to life, visually. Uh, and after that, we start laying out the pages. And I oversee basically... The, I, 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 uh, uh, I work closely with the designers on the layout because uh, I think as an editor, you also have to have a visual eye uh because at the end of the day you're you're packaging a story, and as much as you you take like you take the time to meticulously perfect and edit the the narrative you have to uh you have to oversee how this narrative will be eventually be delivered uh to the reader
0: right um you touched on design there um it's just mostly it's just you working full time on this but you yes. have uh design
1: is it in Spain based in Spain the design team well actually or the first was? Uh, <laughs> the first three issues yeah they were based okay, in, so it's changed they were based in Spain now we changed to Swedish designers and actually i'm surprised to see uh, because you said uh, in the beginning that you noticed a change yes. in and the and the layout from the four spreads that we have on Markpire, Uh which is very interesting because uh we tried so hard to push. Uh, to push our layout in this issue because I f- felt for the longest time that we were very rigid and stiff for a magazine that appeals to the youth. And we are trying to become uh, more playful in a way and we tried so hard to actually push our grid in, uh, in the last issue and I'm glad to see that you've noticed uh, yeah. the change.
0: Yeah, so I reviewed um, your, your first proper I- uh, issue uh, after right. the issue zero And the design was definitely something that made the magazine stand out. So it's Mm -hmm. interesting you say that it doesn't appeal to maybe the youth that you're trying to target, but maybe for magazine fans, (laughs) this is like (laughs) the perfect magazine in many ways um, because the content's great and you have like all these infographics and really nice like uh, typefaces and colours. And so um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing it.
1: Well, I think we're, we're never like me and the creative director who now uh, uh, quit, but we're really never satisfied. So we're always trying to see how we can uh, push our limits. And um, so, yeah, I think that's mainly the, the, the reason. Do you have, um, so are you going to keep exploring the design,
0: like, and try yeah, each issue, try and push change, it a little bit
1: more? We're not going to change entirely. Like we've established a, 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 a certain looking field, which we're going to keep. Right. I think there's definitely a lot of room for uh, for maneuver within the within the grid that we have. Okay.
0: Yeah, so I'm I can't wait for this magazine to come through the <laughs> the mail. I guess that will come soon, but um you in your issue 2 you um jumped from what, how many pages did you have 100 and... let's just check. I have this, I think it was hundred and seven one, or eight or
1: something. Something, yeah. Yeah, and
0: no, it jumped up to 190. Was that a difficult uh transition to like nearly double the amount of pages you had from issue one to issue two did you find that like gathering the content and then like being able to package it consistently what? but with enough variation was that uh, tough?
1: actually what happened if you compare the number of stories i think they're more or less the same but what happened is uh the conceptual framework of the second issue entailed that we profile. A different world-makers living across the Arab world. Yeah. So most of the pages were dedicated to profiles, which kind of shut up the uh, number of pages. Okay. But if you count the number of stories, and we're trying to uh, allow th- stories to breathe more, so th- we're providing more white space, uh, which meant that instead of having a story on three pages, it would take up six pages. Okay. So, so
0: it wasn't more. It wasn't really a conscious decision to make it a bigger magazine. It just kind of happened
1: not, as you were playing around uh, with the content. Actually, we're surprised when we're counting the pages. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about issue three? Is that is that? Uh, it's 16? actually less. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's sixteen pages less because we couldn't afford to make uh, a bigger issue. Okay.
0: Um does the do you work on any other projects aside from the outpost or does it sustain you?
1: Unfortunately not, although I'm trying to like find uh, other sources, uh like side jobs to to keep my head um off the outpost for a bit. Okay. So uh, yeah.
0: Do you think that's gonna be easy can 'cause when I have a project in my head, I always I can't really stay away from it for, that, not, <laughs> for too long before going <laughs> right. back to it. it do would you, would you think that's going to be difficult if you have to do something like in a day job and then have the outpost on the side?
1: Not really a day job. I can't have a day job God, with the outpost, but it could be like a consultancy or a ah, okay. project. But yeah, I feel like I really need to try something new because I've been doing this for a year and a half. Two years almost, and it's just—it's uh, <laughs> driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, your output's good, so <laughs> you can, you're not doing a bad
0: job. <laughs> Thanks, then. Um, your your uh, themes are all based on possibility. Um, True. Is it easy to select uh, the next theme, or, or do you have like a list of themes that you're gonna you want to explore, um, or
1: does it just but, kind of happen each time? actually what happened is when we first started we had a we had a list of five themes uh for the first year and then the first issue of the second year uh but now after our creative director left and there are so many changes uh, going on so our fifth issue was supposed to be which our fifth which is our next is supposed to be about education but i'm reshuffling the whole editorial agenda for next year so it is kind of challenging to come up with new themes, especially after we uh, kind of set a high bar in our first year. Right. Okay. But uh, we're changing, like I'm changing the entire model, because so we're at a point where we really need to get sponsors on board, and uh, for, for the magazine to uh, for the for the magazine to to become sustainable in the in the in the long run. Uh, so, what we'll be doing is turning our cover stories into projects, so instead of just uh, talking about a particular issue or a particular theme, we would actually activate uh, activate the idea through an experiment or test the concept or the idea through an experiment or a project which would later become our cover story uh, and I'm really hoping that I'd be able to get to get on board brands that are willing to sponsor. The project or the experiment.
0: Right. Okay. So you'd be doing something in the real world, and yeah. then kind of covering that for the yeah. magazine.
1: Because I think uh, our cover stories in year one were very conceptual or philosophical, and even, um, which was good because it uh, it it helped in creating our image and uh, like putting our philosophy out there. But uh, this has to develop as we grow. I'm sure. Um, With the word possibility, is that something?
0: Because I know um, Kai from off screen is kind of thinking, tweaking slightly his like the tone or the the focus of his publication to a slightly broader uh, market. Maybe Um, is could are you ever thinking of expanding? Maybe because I mean, possibility is quite a narrow path to go down is it something well, you, know, that you actually can it's,
1: actually I, I i i think it's com- it's the complete opposite <laughs> because any <laughs> really because uh really you can take any any subject or theme okay and uh think think about it and uh, like because usually in our case we have to treat it from uh, from different angles because we're a general interest magazine so we have to cover almost everything like i can't i can't do an issue about art because i'd alienate so many of our readers, so it has to be art and something else that's related uh, to it, probably looking at the media landscape as opposed to just one particular media format um, but uh, but so, yeah i actually I actually think uh, there are so many possibilities out there to actually explore different themes and uh, and ideas through the idea of uh, possibility or a magazine of possibilities. Okay, well, that's good.
0: <laughs> I don't want the outpost to go away anytime soon. So hopefully, you can give it a go. I,
1: I, I, I hope
0: it wouldn't. Yeah, and I hope you get some sponsors because that would be great. I'd love to see it get more prominent and I guess getting sponsors would give you a bit more maybe credibility in the region and yeah, hopefully, yeah, turn some more heads. Um, I just had one more question for the, um about the Middle East magazine market we mentioned some of the big titles um right. do you think that uh, that we'll be seeing more out of the region um or do you think that well i guess i mean all around the world there are more and more publications coming out yeah. monthly i guess um do you find do you think that's going to keep happening in the middle east
1: yeah 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 definitely i think i think what's happening in the middle east is only a reflection of what's happening in the global print uh, market uh, uh, at the moment uh, where you see so many new magazines, uh, new magazines coming out, like as you said, every month. Uh, and I think it's, it's an interesting development because where everyone seems to be, or like a few months ago or maybe a year ago, was saying that uh, print is dead. It seems to me that print is actually witnessing a renaissance. Yeah. and It's not necessarily uh, a print as we used to know it, like there are, Magazines coming up with different formats. They're trying things out. I think there is much more room for uh, for experimentation and for uh, trying out different ideas through the print as a medium, which I find to be very interesting. And I think it's just the beginning, really. Now it's definitely challenging because if you uh, because if you come to think of it, uh, the models of the old world in terms of funding and like. At at least the advertising structure uh, of the old world does not cater to uh, to this new game, which is uh, which is problematic because you you need some sources of funding at the end of the day, but um, yeah, I hope that this would balance out in the in the near future.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, good luck with your. Endeavors and your
0: <laughs> your plans for the future. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, I asked you to prepare a list of some magazines that you'd like to talk about. Um, can you
1: give us your first pick? Sure. So that was actually a hard task because there are so <laughs> many great magazines yeah. out there, especially now. Uh, I chose two um, classic ones or two established ones, and then uh, uh, and then one you so my first is Colors. Okay. Uh, uh, I think this is one of, this is definitely hands down one of my best uh, magazines. Um, it's first of all I just like how they um, take it theme and they dissect it in such an informative and insightful and uh, witty way uh, across like from from cover to cover, and it's just brilliant. Uh, how they how, how they do it, like really, I'm mean, amazed. Especially because we're thematic, and I know how it's hard to actually take a very general theme and dissect it uh, into different subjects and uh, areas of interest. And I think they do just a brilliant job. And even the journalism that that backs it is is absolutely marvelous. Yeah, I mean,
0: Colors is one of those magazines that I think everyone kind of wants to buy it at some point <laughs> just to like yeah. just to see what they're doing and
1: it's,
0: yeah yeah
1: it's just one of those magazines i guess uh,
0: um, and my it's been going on for ages as well so. right yeah.
1: yeah 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 although i think they changed editors few 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 uh a few years ago okay. like two years ago and then it kind of uh um uh, was relaunched or something i'm not sure okay I have to check okay. that out. My second choice is the Believer. Okay. Yeah. I really enjoy reading this magazine. Uh, it's it's very simple, but it's perfect. Uh, like the writing is just perfect, and the the stories are very beautiful. So I really enjoy reading it. Uh, can you get these magazines in Lebanon quite easily? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We have a, we have an indie indie magazine shop in Beirut. It's called Paper Cup. Okay. Yeah. And even if she doesn't stock uh, some of the more prominent magazines, you can you can order them through her. All
0: right. Okay. Well, that's handy. Yeah. <laughs> I wish we had that here. <laughs> uh,
1: there's actually one here in Dubai because now I'm in Dubai. Mm. Uh, it's called the Magazine Shop, which is uh, a project by the Brambuk Brothers. Yeah, that's also and somewhere. And they actually around. have a very good
0: selection. I'd just like to point out that some of their selection is from the uh, mobile store. So (laughs) I'm glad I could help them out a little bit with that. (laughs) But yeah, that's definitely something I want to come and see. I planned to come to Beirut a few years ago before there was some trouble. And Paper Cup was on my list of things to do, but I never got around to it. And the same with uh, the magazine shop. That's definitely somewhere
1: I need to go to.
0: They just opened their second branch in Dubai. Right, yeah, yeah. So it, I mean, it's good to see that, I think, yeah. in a place like Dubai where maybe that kind of thing isn't seen as... I mean, it's not kind of in people's minds, I guess, independent publishing
1: yeah, as much yeah. as in other places. So, yeah, it's good. True. Uh, and your third, your third... My, peak, my third is actually a magazine based here in Dubai. Uh, it's called The State. And okay. I don't know if it's a magazine or uh, they refer to their... To their publications as books and they're trying to and they have four issues so far and everyone is completely different in format and style from the other one uh but that's basically their objective they're trying to test things out and um, create different experiments with every issue uh and the craftsmanship that goes into making each one is just brilliant i believe um and I met the editors here and they're, they're really a bunch of uh, young and ambitious and very smart uh, people and they really, really appreciate the kind of thing they're doing. Uh, um, so, yeah, that would be my my third uh, selection. So what, what do they cover in their issues? So basically, they're trying to understand uh, how, uh, how the world is changing. And uh, they're trying to speculate the future in a way. Okay. And
0: do you find that, because every issue is different, I've seen them pop up in Magpile, is that uh, distracting? Do you find that it's it's maybe confusing or annoying that it changes?
1: It's it's not, uh, well, it's not your typical magazine, but I think they've managed to wire that within their, uh, as part of their identity. So I think for them it works. Okay. Yeah. Although, although some of the books are really huge, so they they've been uh, it's been costing them shitloads of money to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> send them. <laughs> to dispatch to the magazine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, thank you, Ibrahim,
0: for coming on and talking about thank your you, yeah. magazine. Um, thank you for the opportunity no and good luck with the show. It's really great what you're doing. Okay, great. Thanks. um you can find The Outpost at the-outpost.com or as The Outpost, M-E, on Twitter and Facebook. Um, and all four issues, so issue 0 to issue 3, are available from The Outpost website or from the Magpile store at magpile.com. Um, you can find episode 1 of Mag Heroes at the website magheroes.net and now you can subscribe to the show in iTunes. As ever, all the stuff we've talked about today will be linked to in the show notes on the website. Uh, Thanks again, Ibrahim, for taking the time to talk with me. Um, I'm really looking forward to (laughs) getting this issue whenever it comes. Um, (laughs) uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening, and uh, have a great week. Bye.